All right, man. This is uh, Mr. 13 here. We're doing uh, episode two of the sit down. And I'm excited to introduce one of my business partners. Uh, this gentleman here is the creator of a successful show named The Vandal Hour. He is also one of the founders of S Street Media. Um, joining us for episode two of the sit down is Mathematics. Man, what's up? What's up? How you doing? Peace to the God. How you doing, man? I'm chilling. I'm good, man. How's your day been? Hey, uh, busy. Always grinding, you know. I hear you. I hear you, man. So, you know, just to give the listeners a quick background of your history, tell us uh, exactly what inspired you to get into the field of media. Um, Media-wise, um, five years ago, um, I came to DTF by mistake, um, which is another podcast station. I came there by mistake. Um, was interviewed by someone. Someone li liked how I spoke at DTF. Told me I should get into um, podcasting and radio, and that's how I actually like entered into into media in this form. But I always um, I wrote for my school newspaper. I'm a published writer. Um, before um, me doing podcasting. Okay, all right. So your first break into media was at this show at D at DTF Radio. Yeah, it was a show called um, The Lyrically Live Show with um, Choice of New York. Shout out to Choice um, New York for giving me a chance to be a part of her show. Shout out to Choice. I know her very well. You know, she had the show before uh, the Cypher show at 7 to 9 slot with Jess Hayes. It was uh, definitely a good working relationship. Shout out to her and Jess Hayes and all the team. But, um, That's a fact. Now, besides that, you know, for people who may know, I was one of the hosts on this show that you created. And uh, for like you know, two years. How did you come up with the idea of creating the Vandal Hour? Hey, man. Um, funny shit. Um, I started working at DTF as a manager about three months after me meeting Choice, um, approximately three months later. Me being there, um, I seen everybody doing shows and shit, and I'm like, I think I could do this shit, you know? I, um, I'm, a, I'm a person who likes to analyze stuff, break it down, figure it out. So I seen everybody doing their shit, and I'm like, you know, I'm a writer, you know? Um, I'm into, I always been into, like, you know, creative things. I said, I think I could do this. So I came up with a concept. I wrote out this whole layout, this blueprint. Um, the name of the show was supposed to be on some, I forgot what it was. Uh, oh, matter of fact, it was supposed to be Mixy Life. Okay. Um, um, Cause I was selling um, weed, weed brownies at the time, which was called Mixy Bars. So okay. he's gonna name it Mixy Life. So when I gave my proposal to um, Mark DTF, shout out to Mark. Um, when I gave the brother my proposal, this three-page, two-page proposal, he shot this shit down, um, kinda. And um, the one segment on it that he thought that was something was the Vandu Hour. And gotcha. um, he said, I think you should fuck with that Vandu Hour shit. I'm like, nigga, did you see the whole other show? I don't want to do no graffiti show, nigga. Like, that shit was going to be like once every three months. He yeah. like, I think you should do it, man. I'm like, all right. I said, you know, how long do I get? He like, an hour. I'm like, yo, my other show was two hours, man. 
Um, I can't do what I'm trying to do in in in, in an hour. He like, yo, you get an hour, man. And I went back to my my partner at the time, which was my man Guest. And Guest was like, yo, you lucky he didn't just shoot your whole shit down. Yeah, it's an opportunity, you know. So I said, fuck it, you right, you right. So he said, what you gonna do, man? I said, um, get me a script for like a television show. So he got me a script. I kind of like made a, a radio show based on a, on, a, on a television show like The View or Conan O'Brien or something like that. So that's what basically the vandal I was based on is like The View or Conan O'Brien. Got you, got you. But look at that. You know, the show turned out to be a huge success. A lot of viewers I could probably say that it's the number one graph show on the internet at this point in time. Um, and, um, that's a fact, man. It's, it, 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 I, um, let me just say this. Three months later, um, we was already being written about in like graph circles and blogs already. Six months later, um, we was coming out in magazines and New York One was calling us when a graffiti writer died. Um, a year later, we was we was um, we was we was like re really big. It was like a real underground hit, man. It, it, it garnished a lot of views. Um, we interviewed a lot of dope people, and it, it became an entity of itself. Yeah, we're talking about interviewing a lot of dope people. Who were some of the most notable guests that you had on the show? Oh man. Um, I'm gonna say one of my favorite guests, and one, I would say one of the more notable ones was um, Geechee Suede of Camp Low. Um, okay. He killed a freestyle too. If you never seen that, go to DTF Radio to check out the you um, the Vandal Hour on YouTube, and you can see that episode. But also we had um, Jerobi of Tribe Called Quest, Pudgy the Fat Bastard, um, Nims um, F Nems FYL. Um, Math Hoffa, um, D, um, D Chambers, um, Cover COD, who becomes a business partner of mine later. Um, yeah. what you call it? We, um, graffiti writer wise, we then had Cope, Chino, BYI, um, Python, um, Cess, uh, um, STEM, Noxer, um, JD, so many people. Yeah, I was there for that Cope interview. It was very controversial. Very. My DM was being filled up with messages for weeks on end. <laughs> the Vanduawa too. The Vanduawa too. You know, we don't, we not, we not, um, as the Vanduawa, I think what makes it a dope show is we're, um, we're not, my, my graph politics is not involved in the show. Um, I write graffiti also or formerly wrote graffiti. And I don't, I don't put my politics into what I present. Basically, people I done had before in the past has been on the show. Um, so I don't take no sides. It's just, it's just presenting the story of a, of a, of a person who usually won't, won't, you won't see or, or hear of if it wasn't for the Vanduawa. Yeah. I got you. I got you. Yeah, no, I definitely know for a fact that there were a few heads on there that people, you know, were wondering why they were there based on situations. But, you know, we never let the politics of the streets get involved with it. So that's a fact. That. Besides that, what, what were some of the challenges you had to overcome to maintain such a successful show for so many years? 
I still got to maintain um, the challenges. The challenges, um, challenges evolve. Um, what, I, what was a challenge in the beginning may not be a challenge now. So there's always going to be a challenge. Um, one of the main challenges was actually keeping the, the original cast together, which I would say would be one of the major um, challenges of the Vandu Hour. Um, you had, when we started the Vandu Hour, most of us was in the street, literally. You know what I mean? Most of us was, was illegal people. You know what I mean? Or didn't have no jobs and shit like that. And by the time the Vandu Hour hit, it's going on six years, you know, dudes done um, got jobs, dudes done, lives done change and stuff like that. So the, the, what kept us together changed. So it was, uh, it's always been a, a hard, a hard process of keeping that original cast. So it's, it, it was, it's not like Saturday Night Live. Um, you know, I, I made it so it wasn't based on no one person. It was able to be um, hosted by a slew of people. We had over 10 hosts. A lot of people yeah. can say that. We had over 10 hosts. And now I'm the, I'm the host now. Um, and, I, and I'm the person who didn't want to be on camera. So it's, it's, it, it doesn't involve. It's like Saturday Night Live. Whoever is around and I could get to host, that's, yeah. that's who hosts. You know what I mean? You know, I understand that, man. Look at me where I'm at. I never wanted to be in front of the camera, but here we are today. We're both making sure these ships stay afloat. You know, That's sometimes you got to play that role when it comes to it. That's a and fact. I understand that, man, for sure. So, I, you know, besides the Vandal Hour, I know you, you also started a media outlet with, the, with your partner um, called Estri so, Media. Sir. Yes. Sosa, Sosa. How did you guys come up with the idea to create your own media outlet? All right. After the Vanduawa, the Van, as I said, the Vanduawa became very, um, it's a, it's a, it's a, we have a hardcore underground following. Like when I mean like the Vanduawa is at 14.4 um, thousand followers on Instagram. It grows every week. Um, no matter if you did something or didn't do something, it's like that. Um, so the popularity of the Vanduawa got so big that I wanted, I, I, I wanted to like expand the brand. I wanted to go into other things besides graffiti. Graffiti kind of pigeonholed us um, to a, a, a certain degree. So the next move was Respect the DJ with DJ Swift which I started with Sosa and um, DJ Swift. Um, that was a DJ show. Um, I also started another show called Art School, which was with um, one of the hosts of the Vanduawa Mathematics. That was kind of a, like, you know, an art version of the Vanduawa. I would say the Vanduawa Little Brother. Um, and then I started some, a lot of, whole, uh, there's a lot of other shows, man. But so when we started these shows, um, we wanted to give it, give a home to these shows. So the, that's how S3 Media came into play. We wanted, you know, we started expanding on the brand and we felt that um, we started something different outside of what DTF was doing. We, we started our own little move, movement. So we wanted to give a home to what the ideas that we was doing and the home became S3 Media, which stands for Skull Street Media, which is uh, the block I come from um, in Wandsburg. 
And um, that's how that kind of started, man. I got you. I got you. Now, when, when somebody logs into S Street Media's website, what can they expect to find? Um, I'm going to say this, man. Uh, the I'm an S Street Media, um, S Street Media's um, motto or, or mantra is um, the evolution of media is us. And I always believed in learning new apps, new tools to meet, to do media. I feel that um, media is, is, is constantly evolving. Um, it's not just radio and television no more. So, you know, um, the website is kind of one of the forms of or platforms created where you can find out information about what we're doing. So we have sgmedia.info and we have sgmedia.net, which is the more the newer one. And both of them just gave a platform for where you could, outside of social media, where you could follow us on. Um, you know, media has so many platforms and you got to attack all the platforms. No one platform is, is, is enough. You need a, a slew of platforms because it's constantly evolving. Gotcha. So what, what what shows do you currently have on your network that that you know that people are really gravitating towards? All right, um, I'm gonna say this. I have 17 shows. We done had up to 30 shows. Um, I'm gonna say this. All the shows are strong shows. Um, the shows that I feel, the the shows that I feel are uh. uh uh, that are able to contest or compete with anything that's out there right now. I'm going to say Sonia on air is one of our strong. She's official. What she's coming with is real journalism. And I respect her. Um, Sonia on air. Um, soon as have a show, um, soon as a law, which is the person who used to be an editor at the source, who is on your, sh um, your show also soon as. Very enlightening. Shout out to the guard, Sunez. He has a show called The Power Right, which I think that, you know, any, he could contest with any hip-hop show that's out there right now. He could contest, he could compete with um, Elliot and um, he could compete with Drink Champs. He could compete with um, Talib Kweli podcast. He's, is, is that strong? Um, besides that, the House of Hip Hop um, is one of our strong shows too. Do Reason why I feel that it's a strong show, shout out to Spicy Sugar, um, is that she loves what she does. And I don't think that you could do, there's no business that you're going to do and be successful at that you don't love. If you don't love it and it's just, uh, and it's just a vehicle for you to just ride in, you're gonna, it's going to be mediocre. But when you love something, you're going to give it your all. And I feel that Spicy Sugar is one of the people that gives it her all. Um, Black Raspberry Radio also is um, a strong one. And the Fuck Outta Here show with Stuck B and Thunny Brown. I would say those are like the my, my, my forefront of S Street Media. Definitely, definitely. Shout out to Stuck B and, and uh, Thunny Brown. They were on, this, on the final episode of Decipher. Uh, the final episode, hopefully not the final, final episode. But we'll see how that develops. Season-wise. Yeah, season-wise, season-wise. So let's say someone was interested in getting on to your network. What, what's something that they, could, they would need to do to, to 
you know, accomplish that goal. Um, we are located at 1639 Century Street, and that's C-E-N-T-R-E Street in Ridgewood, um, Queens. Um, what they need to do is um, they could follow us on S3 Media on Instagram. They could follow us S3 Media on Facebook. And um, they could DM us. You know, we always, I'm always looking for, to work with creative people. I'm a creative person. Um, and I like, I like dealing with creative people. If you're a creative person, um, you know, I definitely think that we are probably uh, vibe great with. Uh, we are vibe great together. Got you. Now, when you're looking at some of these shows and, and, and you're analyzing them, what do you think makes up a successful show? Um, purely my opinion. Um, a successful show to me is a, a tight show. And when I, when I describe tight, I mean um, the host is hosting correctly. Um, the host, you know, is transitioning well. Um, the host is prepared and, 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 and have done research. Um, also the topics is not mundane, something that everyone is doing. You got to have a niche when you're doing these type of shows. So I think that having a niche or a niche is, is very important but you got to care about your um, show. Most of these people, I'm going to be honest with you, man, they don't advertise their show. Um, they're not prepared. It's pretty much a gathering. It's not a show. It's a gathering. When, you look, when, I, when I judge shows, I'm, look, I'm thinking about, can I be on television? Can I be on the radio? Um, if, they can't, if they don't fall into that category, it's trashing. <laughs> No, I definitely feel you. I definitely have been a part of this for a while. And a lot of times, you know, not knocking any stations or anything, but when you go to these places, you see that it's more of a hangout situation. People are drinking and smoking and not really a professional environment. You know, um, I'm not that saying that no. drinking and smoking can take away from that, but it's the, actually the people are not focused. And I definitely hear where you're coming from with that. Um, for me, you know, I, I think, think I, I, go ahead. So you say, my, my bad for cutting you off. Say what you say. No, nah, nah, my bad for cutting you off. Nah, it's cool. Go ahead. I was done. I'm just, this is what it is. It's just like rap. There's a lot of people doing this. Um, podcasting is the new is the new rap. Is is everybody who didn't make it as a rapper or in, in whatever industry they were trying to attack, they're podcasting now. So it's so, it's flooded, it's flooded. So how do you separate yourself from what's going on with everybody else? You know what I mean? How do you separate yourself? I'm gonna say this, most of these people won't last three months. I guarantee it. I, could, I, could, I have the eye of the tiger. Three, three months or less, the average podcast exists. So the person who you see doing it two years, three years, those are definitely um, people who who serious about what they do. Yeah, well, I take this thing very seriously, as as I know you do. Um, for me, I, you know, it's important. But for you, I know. For I wanted to ask you, is how important do you think it is for people like us to own and operate our own independent media outlets? 
Um, this crisis that's happening right now is proof that the independent media company is needed. The reason why I say that is most of the big media companies are government controlled. Um, they are fed information and they all network that information amongst themselves. They have complete control over, over the media outlet that normal people see, like the, the average um, viewer. So they could, they could feed you whatever they want to feed you. You know what I mean? If they're saying that today is going to rain, and they all saying today is going to rain, um, and the reality is they don't know. Um, the people is going to go outside with umbrellas, you know what I mean? But if you have an independent source, it's like you going to the doctor and only taking, and the doctor says you have a disease and you only take one doctor's opinion. You're supposed to get multiple opinions. So independent media gives you a chance to have independent opinions besides mm -hmm. mainstream um, media. Yeah, you know, they say that we, the me, all media is owned by like three companies, which all lead up, then those three companies lead up to one. That's and, a fact. And, and that's radio and television and music and um, the written word, peri um, peri um, periodicals, everything. Yeah, everything. I, w I was watching a documentary. I didn't get to finish it. It was called Out of the Shadows on YouTube. And it basically talks about how the government and the CIA are heavily involved in Hollywood. And they use it for propaganda. You got to watch Bull, um, Bullworth. But here's a, here's, a, here's a ill one for you. This is it's, it's, it's kind of a little off topic, but on topic. Um, on my... Instagram, I've been talking kind of political lately, right? Kind of, you know, giving my opinion. And recently, my shit, my shit never go through this, but my shit has been being, um, I can't upload certain stuff no more. Like if it's some, if it's some political stuff, I'm having problems uploading it. But if it's some Yankee duty dandy bullshit, I have no problem uploading it. Here's another one. I've been getting um, um, people who's been requesting me. Nobody requests me because I'm unknown. I don't, I don't, I don't, if you ain't my friend, you ain't following me. Or I didn't meet you in real life and we didn't connect, you ain't following me. So I'm getting now these requests from, from Muslim um, people. And I'm assuming, you know, why these Muslim people is coming to my page. Um, um, wanting to be on my page. So I'm assuming that it's governmental. You know what I mean? So what I've made a promise to myself is I'm not going to talk on this shit no more. You know what I mean? If I'm, I live by action. So how I live is, 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 the, is, is the best speech. So, yeah. but I'm going to tell you, I definitely feel that all these platforms is definitely governmental. Um, they're definitely connected to the government and they, they definitely are assimilating information just like um, like the Bloomberg computer assimilates business information. They're doing it with social media. Got you, got you. Yeah, I've had a similar situation on Facebook when I try to post some of my blog content 
it seems to give me issues on certain certain topics. Yeah, so I definitely have had that happen to me as well. Um, and I get all type of people trying to follow me all the time, but I, I have my page public. So, you know, I have a private page. That one I don't share with everybody, but my public page, I definitely see some weird, some weird uh, requests as well. And uh, I mean, but that's, that's gonna happen. That's the people's. Now, I'm not, I'm not gonna lie to you. Like they, one of one of one of my shits, man. I deleted it, but it said, um, how long, you, um, peace, brother. Uh, um, did you just become a a a convert? I'm like, whoa. <laughs> um, I said, okay, this is some radical person acting like they're a radical person, and thinking that I'm radical. I'm not radical, man. I just speak my mind. And and that's it. No, I'm not trying to trying to start world World War Three or nothing like that. I'm not anti-government. I'm just anti-oppression. Yeah. And I'm and I'm and, and I'm pro and I'm and I'm and I'm pro progression. Yeah, I feel that. I feel that. And, and you're an entrepreneur pushing pushing the boundaries of things. Always. And, since we and you are friends and we've known each other for quite some time, I know that you're an avid reader. And, you know, I like, to, I like to present this question to most of my guests. Um, what are three books that you would recommend for someone to read who wants to become an entrepreneur? Mm. I'm going to, I will never answer this. No, this is, I, I, the only reason why I can answer this the way I'm going to answer it is because it's happening right now. Um, make sure you read my book. This is the first time it's going to be, I'm putting this out there, but make sure you read my book, a message to the bag, man. Um, that's going to be the first book y'all need to read, man, about entrepreneurship, a message to the bag, man. Outside of that book, which I hope to have done by this year. Um, I mean, out and published by this year. Um, okay. I would say another good book. Um, that deals with business is um, this I deal with is, um, I read a Howard Stern book. I forgot the name of the Howard Stern book, but it was dealing with um, you know, radio. And if you study, um, if you're trying to do podcasting, and you're trying to go that entrepreneurial way through podcasting. I think that Howard Stern's book, I forgot the name of a book. He's dressed as a lady or a bitch on a cover, but it's a great book. Um, yeah. Another book, another book that I would say is um, business-wise, uh, anything on marketing, anything on marketing. I got a good book. I forgot the name of it. It's a small book, but anything in marketing is best because to, you can have a product, but if you don't know how to how to get the product seen by other people, and 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 you're never going to sell the product. So marketing is, I think, one of the most important tools of entrepreneurship. If you don't understand marketing, then you're going to be like Africa. And what I mean by that is, they have a whole lot of hair on, but nobody going to buy it because they can't afford it. You know what I mean? Is you you got to know where to market to to sell something. You know, and so any marketing book I think will be a great book. Yeah, you know they say marketing is king. That's a fact. That's a it, fact. You could have all the product in the world, 
uh, in terms of like clothing, podcasting, anything. If, but if you're not marketing it correctly, then it's just going to sit on the shelves. That's a fact. So I think any marketing book, any marketing book is important to read. I also like um, Black Enterprise um, periodicals. So if you read the magazines, Black Enterprise is a good one and Business Weekly. Yeah. I was on those like 10 years ago, heavy, like every month type of thing. I was in prison though, but yeah. I was on those real heavy. Those, those taught me a lot. Yeah, you know, print media is pretty much dead now, but you can still follow them on 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 online. They have online websites. I watch I I, I watch uh I, Black Enterprise. I check that out periodically as well, and um uh, I I like a uh, Business Insider. Mm, that one. There, there's another one called the Economist. Okay, it look like yeah, it's called the Economist. If you ever get that magazine, that usually be in the newsstands a lot. The Economist. That's a dope one too, man. I fuck with that one too. Now, I, yo, you gotta of, uh, study business, man. If you if you really trying to do business, you gotta study it, man. As far as studying business, who are some of the business uh, men or women that you that you admire or or emulate? Mm, I'm gonna be honest with you. I used to like all the big name people, but since I know them dudes as devils, I'm not gonna name them because. Um, those was the ones that I was looking at, but I I noticed that those are the probably the devils behind a lot of this shit that's going on. So I'm not gonna name. I don't know. I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna go to, um, I think one of the best entrepreneurs slash, um, movie people is Tyler Perry. Man, Tyler Perry is a mastermind. He took incubated a a place place to to small black theater and and evolved and changed that into owning his own um um film studio like they got the whole land of studios now where you, you could film on tyler perry studios so to go from plays doing plays to to now owning that that's one of the people that um i'm inspired by i'm also inspired by um the shark damon um from fubu um, mm -hmm. I went to one of his seminars also. Um, he inspires me. I think that the fact that he comes from Queens, he didn't have a lot, and his grind is very similar. To, that I think that mine is similar to his. Um, and I also um, like Jay Z, man. I think that Jay Z, the reason why Jay Z is is kind of somebody I really that really inspires me is because mm -hmm. I met him before all this stuff. Um, this ties between us and um, I seen him. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? So to, to see a person, like a lot of people that we admire, we never seen in real person. We don't even know if they really exist. They could, it could be an illusion. If it's, if media could be an illusion, you know? So if you don't even know this person exists or not. So the fact that I seen him on Graham Avenue driving the 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 green joint, or when he was with Jazzo, my uncle introduced me to him. You know, I used to be in his building, that, that particular building where um, Bleak lived in. My man is Bleak brother, um, Everlast. Um, you know, I, 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 I've been around, not, you know, his personal circle, but I've been around. So to see that he came from my neighborhood and became who he is, I, believe, I know that it's possible. Yeah, Jay-Z's evolution is pretty incredible. 
you know, starting from the streets to a highly successful businessman, one of the most successful businessmen in the in the world at this time. That's the fact. Jay-Z. Of our time, too. Yeah, of our time. And that, that's, that's definitely a fact. Now, you, you definitely jumped on one of my questions ahead of time, which was, do you ever plan to write a book? Yeah. I'm going to say this, man. I'm, I, I wasn't putting it out before. I was keeping it hidden. Um, I don't, you know, I didn't want to jinx my shit. But I'm just so confident in my shit now that um, I'm ready to, you know, I'm ready to go into my mode now. So it, my book name is A Message to the Bag Man. It's a play on uh, Elijah Muhammad's book, A Message to the Black Man, which is a very famous book by Elijah Muhammad. Um, I, it's a play on that. So he taught in his book, you know, the black, the black man and how to deal with society. And, and you know, I'm just going to be the black man and how to deal with finance. You know what I mean? It's not even a black man because it's not, they don't say black. It's the bag man. So it could be any race. But it is definitely um, the play on the other book is, is, is kind of, if you know a message to the black man, then when I say a message to the bag man, it kind of, you know. So for, the, for my people that are, it resonates that way, I'm going that way. And it's just going to be on some, um, you know, I'm going to give you business one-on-one. I went to business school and stuff like that in my life. Um, I'm going to give you business one-on-one, but broken down so, so into baby food that there's no way you're going you're gonna to miss the points. All my examples is real. Like I talk about drug, selling drugs. I talk about the nigga um, who sells um, health insurance, the person who sells cell phones in the street. That's guerrilla marketing if you didn't know. Um, like I use real life examples. I did something called the, the Vandewawa Subway Museum. That's another form of guerrilla marketing. You know what I mean? So I give you these real examples of, of, of how to do what we do without going through the mistakes. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. I don't believe nobody book who deals with small business and entrepreneurship is going to, is going to fuck with mine because I went to business school. You know what I mean? And I live street business also. So it's going to be so original and so it's going to be, it's going to be given to you. So like, so ill, you're going to be laughing while you're learning these business principles. Cause you're going to be like, Oh shit. That, that is that. Let me give an example. When a crackhead, when a crackhead got to try the drugs, just make sure like when you go in and cop some heavyweight and you got the crackhead who tries the drugs, that's that's research and development, baby. Yeah, that is research and development. You know what I mean? I'm I'm like I'm I'm just taking it. I'm just going. I'm just I'm, I, I could I could get ill with this one, but I think my book is going to change is going to change the world. At least the world for the poor person. The poor person is going to is going to know what they know, and maybe even better. Gotcha. All right. Well, we're approaching that forty minute limit with Zoom. So, you know, I wanted to get one last question in, in which is pretty much give you an opportunity to, you know, have any last comments to our listeners, anything you want to leave them with. Um, I'm going to say this, man, and I, I, just, I wrote this on, on Instagram a couple of days ago, but I think that I, I really live by it, man. If you can't, if you can't, um, if you can't sleep with failure, you're never going to fuck with that bitch um, success, man. 
You're never going to fuck with that bitch success. If you can't sleep with failure, you'll never be able to fuck with that bitch success, man. And, and that's the reality. And what that mean is, um, success and failure is the same, same coin. There's two sides of it, man. How you deal with failure is going to be how you deal with success. If you can't deal with failure, you can't deal with success. If you don't understand failure, you don't understand success. If, you, if, if failure it fucks with you, success is going to fuck with you too. Yeah, I, 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 I agree with that. Definitely do, man. Well, you know, I want to take this time out to thank you for joining us tonight. Um, I want to tell our listeners to make sure to take some time and visit www.sstreetmedia.info. And or, .net. Oh, yeah, or they could visit the .net. Both. And they can check out all the content that Mathematics and his team has available on their site. Um, so once again, I thank appreciate you for, you for having me on the show. You heard anytime, bro. Anytime, man. So you Yo, have a I, good night and I, and I hit you as soon as this whole episode is edited and put up. 